How's it going, everybody? Welcome into episode eight of the College Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra Janello, still on the campus of Franklin Pierce University. We're still going strong, looking like we're going to get a January 1 start date in the NE10. Hopefully, that's the case for everywhere in Division Three hockey. I know a lot of teams are starting to get on the ice. They're starting to practice as a team, but not really team practice, kind of those captain practices kind of things. Um, but... Either way, we're getting closer and closer to hockey season, which means rosters are starting to get announced, at least preseason rosters. Schedules are getting released. Uh, Personally, for me, it's my favorite time of the year outside of the season because as a broadcaster, I I have to make uh, pregame sheets, postgame sheets, play-by-play sheets, uh, pretty much anything that's got stats and and talking points on it. I got to prepare myself and get ready for broadcasts and Doing that kind of stuff fires me up. It, it in- includes watching tape, whether it's on a, a freshman who played junior hockey last year or a guy who I haven't seen before. I know we have uh, a girl on the women's hockey team that transferred from Conn College and a guy on the men's team that transferred from Norwich. So I got to go watch some of their tape from last year and see how they played. So it, it's something that fires me up. I love just everything that has to happen with hockey. I, I get to stay involved in the sport. Most importantly, I get to do something called getting my 10,000 hours. Uh, it's something that we spoke about in class, in my sports broadcasting class this past week, which, to be honest, it's not really sports broadcasting class. We just meet once a week, and it's taught by this guy named Bruce Trout. He's a first-time professor. He started teaching this year when all the sports kind of shut down because of COVID, um, but he's, he's a big-name director in the sports media industry. He's worked for ESPN, CBS, uh, NBC, ABC, NBC. Um, and he's, he's just a big name. And we meet once a week. We get uh, big name people in the industry that zoom in and talk to us about how to get there, what to do, what not to do, all that kind of stuff. And, and this week we spoke to a guy. If you're a Rangers fan, you're going to know his name, Al Trotwig. He's the pre- and post-game guy for the Rangers on MSG. He also deals with the Knicks, and occasionally it says that he does play-by-play, and he's been doing this for 40-plus years. Uh, he's a big name, like I said, MSG, working at the pro level. Uh, and he, he was talking to us about 10,000 hours, and you got to put 10,000 hours in. That way, when you get to where you want to be and you get to that level, you're prepared, and you're as prepared as you can be when you get your chance. And, and it, that really stuck with me because that doesn't necessarily – stick to sports broadcasting, but that's everything in life. Uh, if you play college hockey, you had to have put in 10,000 hours. There's no way that you're at this level and you didn't work hard for that long growing up, whether it was waking up at 5 a.m. for 6 a.m. practices or going to sleep at midnight, 1 a.m. because you were on the ice until 11.15. Um, you got to work hard, and, and that's exactly what those 10,000 hours are. So uh, look at us. On a, on a college hockey podcast talking about life. But we got a great episode this week, episode eight, the second half of the Commonwealth Coast Conference preview. We were supposed to have an interview with uh, a player from Curry College, a two-sport athlete playing hockey and lacrosse in Mick Curran. But I don't know what happened. It is gone out of, like, existence. I've been looking at the file for the interview for the past month 
month and a half getting ready to post it, editing it, getting it ready to go, and it is gone. It was sitting next to the Adam Calabrese interview that we had last week. But either way, no interview this week. It sucks. Shitty. But shit happens. So we got to get through this episode. And next week when we have the NA10 season preview, it's going to be an even better episode than the ones in the past. So before that, we got to get into the second half of the Commonwealth Coast Conference. And that includes Nichols, Wentworth, Becker, and Western New England. It's the first school I love uh, because of their jerseys. Their logo, not the nicest logo, but their jerseys are the nicest jerseys in Division Three college hockey, hands down. Plain black, plain white, no other colors. They've got a stripe through the middle. It says nickels. It's kind of curved a little bit. Stripes on the arms. Simple, sleek, modern, whatever you want to use to describe their jerseys. That's exactly what they are. Uh, they came to Franklin Pierce last year. They wore their black ones, and they, they look so nice. So nice. It's, it's unbelievable. The problem is the record did not reflect that, at least in the first half. In the first half, they had one win. It was a 4 nothing win on the road at Franklin Pierce to end off the first half. But they went on a run in the second half. Overall, 12-13-2 in conference, 8-8-2. Eight, eight and, and, and especially this year, right? I mentioned they, they got off to a rough start. You can't do that this year. This year, most teams are only playing in-conference games. So you got you to gotta flip the switch early in the season and, and win as many as possible. Games just become that much more important, and it's that much more important to be on more consistently. They are, though, keeping a lot of their top scorers. They are keeping J.B. Baker, who had 33 points last year in 27 games. He had 25 assists and 8 tucks. They're keeping Justin Perron, who had 25 points, Curtis Carlson, who had 24 points, and Philip Virgil, who had 23 points. The, the two guys that they're losing that produced a lot is Hogan Davidson, who also had 23 points, and one of their captains, Vincent Trevello, who had 18 points. On the back end, though, they aren't losing anything. They're keeping Matt Efros, who last year in... 13 games played. He had 10 starts. He had a 9-1-3 save percentage and a 2-2-6 a goals against average. And they're also keeping Brett Epp, who in 12 games played, had 12 starts, a 3-7-2 record, an 8-9-8 save percentage, and a 3-3-2 goals against average. So they're not losing a lot at all. But when you look at their preseason roster on their website, they're bringing in a ton a ton of bodies, and a ton of size. Um, I'm looking at Max Noonan, 6'3", 185. He's a forward out of Easton, Maryland. Daniel Barry, a defenseman from St. Louis, Missouri, 6'5", 215. Looking at a goalie in Shane O'Brien, 6'5", 205. Uh, another goalie, Jaron DeBolt, 6'2". A defenseman, Colin McGuire, 6'2". A forward, Tommy Bertrand, 6'0". So they brought in a lot of size in this, this latest recruitment class, this freshman class. So that they're not losing a ton of production, and they're bringing in these guys, these bottom six role players, those top six defensemen kind of guys who are going to play the body, play physical, exactly how college hockey should be played. So 
I know I usually save it for a later school in the episode, but right off the bat, Nichols, that's my school that's going to go and jump up the rankings, the standings this season, especially if they can get off to a hot start like they did in the second half last year. I think Nichols can go on a, on a deep run in the postseason this year. Next up is Wentworth. Uh, last year, a big drop-off from Nichols. Nichols, right? They went 500 in conference. Wentworth, 3-12-3 in conference, 9-16-3 overall. So uh, a big drop-off in the standings. They had a 250 win percentage in those conference games, a 375 overall. Not, not a good season. They couldn't really get it going, and it's not going to be – a great season coming in this year. Uh, it's a short season, and they're losing a lot of their production from last year. They're losing Gregory Gorodetsky, who's still playing hockey, just not at um, at Wentworth. But he had 35 points in 28 games played last year. They're losing Adam Tracy, who had 29 and 27. Nate Chase, who had 26 in 28 games played. They are keeping, though, Jake McKennelly, who had 22 points in 28 games but they are losing their top D-man in Connor Bush, who had 15 assists in 28 games, five goals. So he, he really found a way to help out on the offensive end, not just on the defensive end. And speaking of the defensive end, they're keeping all three of their goalies. They really ran a three-man tandem last year. Uh, the, the starter, who had the majority of the minutes, Thomas Draper, 14 games played, 12 starts. He had 738 minutes in between the pipes. A four eight and one record, but he had a eight six seven save percentage and a four one four goals against average. The next guy, Connor Carbo, eleven games played, eleven starts, so no relief appearances for Carbo last year. Just under seven hundred minutes in between the pipes, and he had the best numbers of the three goalies. He had a nine two three save percentage and a three oh oh goals against average and a four six and one total record. And then finally, Ryan Bonvi, uh, clearly the third man in that tandem. He held an 8-4-0 save percentage and a 4-1-4 goals against average. But for me, when you're running those three-man tandems and you're, you're not really keeping one guy starting, uh, your, your goalie stats as a group is what shines for me. And, and for them, they had a 9-0-5 save percentage and a 3-1-7 goals against average. Those are pretty average numbers for goalies. So I think for Wentworth next year, if they want to jump up in the standings and, and do a little better, they have to work on their goaltending. And, and what's good for them is they're keeping all three goalies next year. They're not losing anybody. They also aren't bringing in any goalies. They are bringing in, though, a pair of teammates from the Northeast Generals in Charlie Reed and Matthew Smaliga. They're also bringing in a pair of teammates from the Georgetown Raiders in Josh Fawcett and Thomas Hernandez. And it says on Elite Prospects that they're bringing in a kid named Ryland Dukes who played for the Valley Junior Warriors last year. But he, right now, is playing in the EHL. So whether he, he jumps up and he, he comes back to Wentworth for January 1, that's unknown. I don't think it's, it's a horrible idea, but if he still has his junior eligibility, that's also not a crazy bad thing. And I mentioned Gorgi Gorodetsky. It looks like he went back to Russia, but... Their, their leading point getter last year with 35 points in 28 games. Next up, Becker. We spoke to one of their assistant coaches last week in Adam Calabrese. A great interview. 
and one in which we spoke about his lineup and their team last year versus their team this year. And one of the things he said is that their team lacked offensive skill. Not, not necessarily offensive skill, but they didn't have those high-skill players. Uh, and they, he said that he, they ran a very possession-heavy game, and they didn't have the lineup to, uh, I guess, efficiently run it, um, which shows in their record they had a 5-19-1 record overall, a 2-15-1 record in conference, not a lot of wins, not a ton of production. So definitely not something that you want to see. Um, but they're bringing in the bodies to to run that possession-heavy game, get that production, those very offensive-minded players. And they're bringing in a lot of them, a lot of bodies coming in for Becker this year. But they also are bringing in two goalies. The first guy is Peyton Tritz last year for the Charleston Colonials in the USPHL Premier. He had a 9-1-3 save percentage and a 3-0-0 goals against average in 24 games played. And then their next guy who played in the Eastern Hockey League, the EHL for the New Hampshire Avalanche, Andrew LaRusso, had a 9-1-9 save percentage and a 1-9-9 goals against average. So he didn't face a ton of shots. He didn't let up a lot of goals with a sub-2 goals against average, but he still had that above 900 save percentage. So Becker and Adam, we spoke last week about bringing in that that group of high-skilled players and recruitment class that's going to score goals for them. They also didn't forget about the defensive end, and most importantly, in between the pipes. They're bringing in two very high-quality goalies. They're going to help keep the puck out of their net so they can get it down the ice and into the opponent's net. And finally, the last team in the Commonwealth Coast Conference. Um, not a good year last year by anybody's standards. Overall, a 3-20-2 record. A, a, that's a 16% win percentage. And then in conference, one sixteen and one, that's an eight percent win percentage. Not a good season for the Golden Bears. Definitely something they want to improve on. And the positive, I said it earlier. I think I definitely said it before on the pod. Always find the positive in everything. In everything, and for the Golden Bears, it's the fact that it's gonna get better from there. It's a shortened season. You got to get hot early. Anything can happen, especially this year, especially when you're keeping your leading point getter from a year before in Nolan Zweep. He was a junior last year, senior this year. In the 25 games played, he had 20 points. They are losing Corey Kennedy and Dominic Blad, who had 14 and 12 points, respectively. And they are losing Andrew Green, who had 10 points. But Anthony Fratti, Luciano Bucci, and Demetrius Stefano are all staying and they're playing next year. That really rounds out their their top point getters from a year ago. And then last year, they had two seniors in between the pipes. One of them played the majority of the games and one of them played no games. Uh, the first one, Kyle Carducci, 22 games played, 21 goals against, an 8.97 save percentage, and a 4.23 goals against average. He really played the majority of the minutes for the Golden Bears. Bailey Johns is also graduating, but... Like I said, he didn't get any playing time last year. And they had a freshman in Colton Lancaster last year in just under 300 minutes in between the pipes. He had an 8.52 save percentage and a 5.41 goals against average. So not a lot of goals to support their goalies and not a lot of saves to support their forwards for the Golden Bears last year. 
They are bringing in a good amount of, of talent to help out with that, uh, including two goalies. The first one played for the New Jersey 87s last year, Ian Grafe. Uh, last year, he had a 9.39 save percentage and a 1.38 goals against average. And when you look at his elite prospect page, he's always played for top quality programs from Team Comcast, who growing up, I hated playing against Team Comcast. They're just, they're always so skilled, right? We were talking about Becker and how they're trying to play possession heavy game and a skillful game of hockey. That's Team Comcast. Lawrence Academy, a very skilled hockey team if it's the Lawrence Academy New Jersey uh, it's not but still Lawrence Academy very high quality program I believe up in Massachusetts and then of course the New Jersey 87s I think it was with Daniil Garasimov they were talking about the facility that they have out there in Middletown New Jersey they play at the New Jersey Titans NA team facility their locker room is probably the best in the EHL except for maybe the Valley Junior Warriors who have a sick locker room um, but a, a, a definitely a top-notch facility for the 87s. And now he's going to go play for Western New England. And then his goalie partner next year, Anthony Arleano. Last year, he played for the PAL Junior Islanders in the NCDC. In fact, it was his second season playing in the NCDC for the Junior Islanders. His first in 2018-2019, he had 29 games played, an 8.97 save percentage, and a 3.96 goals against average. And then last year, again, still in the NCDC, still for the Junior Islanders, his game jumped. He got three more starts in the year beforehand with 31 starts, or 31 games played at least. He had a 9-2-3 save percentage and a 2-6-4 goals against average. So he found a way to get that goals against average below three and that save percentage above nine. And not just above nine, but above 9-2-0, which is elite numbers. So two goalies who are going to look to help out defensively and on the back end for Western New England. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I, they're not going to do much on the offensive end, but they're definitely going to support some goaltending backup for their forwards to have a little bit more trust and try and get some goals on the offensive end. So that's going to do it for the episode this week. Episode 8 of the College Hockey Podcast. Usually at this time, I'd be thanking my guest, which was supposed to be like I said, from Curry College, uh, Mick Curran, but shit happens. I have no clue what happened. I don't know if a roommate's trying to play a joke on me, but not a very funny joke if that's the case. Uh, anyway, thank you to Mick. It was a great interview. Hopefully we can get him on sometime in the future and, and, and talk about his time at Curry and his time junior hockey and growing up playing hockey and, and some stories can get told, but until then, next week, we've got the NE10 coming up just for a week. We're going to go into D2 hockey, or two weeks, I guess, for their season preview. Uh, it's going to be an interesting episode. Uh, my home conference, my favorite conference to talk about. Um, so that's going to be next week. Until then, uh, follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at College H-K-Y-P-O-D, and check us out on our website, collegehockeypodcast.com. Till then, this is Ezra Janello, and this was the College Hockey Podcast.